I've got the new microphone. Uh-huh. But it's not plugged in. Is it not? Am I not using it? Let me select it from the options. How's that, John? It's definitely less echoey. Yes, that's wonderful. So you well, sound much better now. That's what we wanted, me to sound better. Now we just got to get you to look better. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. It's our first Sheer Isolation of 2022. Uh, I am John Ponting in Cricklade, and my friend Kieran Moore is over in Trowbridge, hiding under his Christmas cards. I am still in Trowbridge. I haven't left. And you never will, because once you go to <laughs> Trowbridge, that's it. <laughs> Not for at least another 10 years. Kieran, it does have to be noted that you do sound much better today. I'm so pleased. It was a Christmas present. I've got a new microphone. It's a Mackie. And we were just discussing how the technology inside these mics is amazing compared to 10, 15 years ago, even 20 years ago. The the advances in technology is amazing because it only cost me 40 quid. You just said it was a present and now you've just said how much it is. Was it a present to yourself? It was a present for myself. Yeah, I bought it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) But for people who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, Purpose of our show over the next half hour, we'll be promoting the uh, local music and art scene. We'll play a couple of tunes from some local artists, have a chat to a person in the industry. And uh, we'll just have a little natter ourselves talking about things such as any gigs. It's probably a bit too early in the year, Kieran, but have you been to any gigs or events in the last week uh, you know what actually funny you say that I did go to a gig because obviously I work in a venue and um, it was a songwriter's circle with three musicians and I don't know if you've ever been to a songwriter you've talked about before actually so you I know you I know you've been but the musicians take it in turns to talk about a song and their methodology and then they play a song and it's a really nice event so you can get under the skin of a musician I, I would like to see more of these with more established musicians so that we can understand the music that we love a bit better but nevertheless uh, we had a lady called Emma Webb who's uh, she runs a choir in Trowbridge and she does songs with producers all over the world and some of her songs get like a hundred thousand streams so she's doing all right out of it Um, but she played a track uh, like on, on a guitar like a demo and then she played the produced version of a producer and you can really see sort of the way it sounds in her head and then the way it gets realized and just fantastic really really fun event so yes i've been to one gig so far yeah that's one more than me unless you count the new year's day sound of music sing-along that happened in my house but that was just two of us (laughs) today's uh today's guest or this week's guest i should say is a sound designer joseph harris yes a sound designer he was a very recent um friend and acquaintance i made whilst working on a project at trowbridge town hall and he's absolutely fascinating guy and I just wanted to talk to him about being a sound designer. So not an engineer, not a producer, not this, not that, a sound designer. And he'll explain to us in a moment what that's yeah, we'll, all about. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. But first off, we will play a tune. And I think you have picked a track in line with some very exciting news from Trowbridge Town Hall. Yes. So I picked the debut single off Andy Bell's album Andy Bell is the original frontman and singer in a band called Ride from Oxford who created a genre known as shoegaze along with some other bands like um, Jesus and Mary Chain and and uh, My Bloody Valentine and he produced an album called um, Nowhere which was a seminal album he was latterly in Oasis as their bass player and he sold 14 million records of Oasis whilst during his time in Oasis and he's now doing a solo career as Andy Bell's space station 
and this is a track called Something Like Love. Bell. He's playing Trowbridge Town Hall on Sunday the 6th of February. 
that gig has almost sold out. Um, needless to say, it's got quite a lot of interest due to the high profile nature of the artist. So we're very happy to have him. I'm very excited. I'm going to fanboy a little bit. <laughs> I know you're you're very dedicated to Trowbridge, but is, is this a one off gig or is he on tour around the region? Are there other dates that people can see him at? He's on tour across the country. I think it's like an eight or nine dates tour. So it's not a massive tour, but it's part of Independent Venue Week, an organisation that do shows up and down the country for loads and loads of independent venues. And they usually, very typically, they put big artists in small venues. And so we, we're very lucky to have Andy Bell, but he is playing elsewhere and you can catch him across the country. So just look up your dates. Wonderful. Thank you. And, and a nice little, um, nice, I say, a very, very nice gig for, for the town hall to get such a good name. Fantastic in there. gig. Yeah, I'm really, really, truly excited. Like I say, I can fanboy a little bit and I will. I will. You fanboy as much as you need to. Do you know, I keep getting distracted by your Christmas card of Simon's cat. And then it occurs to me that's probably the one that I sent you because I got a pack of Simon's cat Christmas cards. Should we, should we check, John? Should we check? It's from John! It is mine. Here we go. Yay! <laughs> we love Simon's cat in this house. So that was a very well, well-received card, John. Oh, bless you. What do you do with your old cards? I make a note of who sent them to me. Yeah. So that I can be prepared for next year. And then they normally sit in my loft until the year later where I will eventually burn them in a fire. Burn them in a fire? John! The world is literally dying under the weight of CO2 and you're burning... Right, John, that's awful. Just to justify myself, I've got an open fire and some of them make a lovely colour flame if they're covered in chemicals. (laughs) I bet they do. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Right, we'll, uh, we'll move straight into the guests. As we mentioned in the opening link, it's Joseph Harris, who's Bristol-based sound designer, which are two words I hadn't really put together. But if you think of the kind of sound effects that you get if you, if you go to a theatre and, and you get the wind howling and you get the doors slamming, obviously somebody's had to record those. You said you met um, Joseph while you were working on, on the, the Christmas miracle on... Seymour Street. Seymour Street. Yeah, it's a very, very good bit of theatre. And he was just fantastic to work with. Definitely. He, um, really good interview. Towards the well. end of the theatre show, there's this piano loop where he plays piano and he actually recorded the piano that we have in the town hall. So he actually played it there and there. We recorded it in the downtime between sessions. So he was doing everything on the fly. He was working really hard. He's, he's a little bit of a genius. I was really impressed with him. My job role, to be honest, is always a fluctuating title, <laughs> but is a composer and sound designer so I work across theatre short independent films and audio as well usually main responsibilities are writing music for productions films audio drama whatever and also designing sound so usually I guess traditionally you'd think of sound design as naturalistic sound effects, fitting it to theatre spaces, fitting it to headphones, stuff like that. But I guess I like working in the space between those two job roles where they sort of are running in tandem, I guess. So, yeah, writing music that also fulfills a kind of sound design purpose as well. You're, you're effectively you're a musician yourself, aren't you, in your own right? Piano and guitar is what I learned growing up and then I sort of dabble in a few other little little bits and I wouldn't really say I can play other instruments that well but I can sort of utilize them in sound design 
um, and use them kind of in hopefully what is more interesting and innovative ways. But I, I've got a cello here, but there's apps. If you ask me to play something on the cello for you now, there's no way I could do that. But I can I can blend it in to my yeah. compositions and stuff. Yeah. So um, how did you get into doing sound design? So I, I, pres- I presume you were a musician first and you want to be a famous rock star. And then uh, sound design sort of came along afterwards. Is that fair or, is that, or did you always think, I want to make sound? I always played in bands at school and I went to university, but I didn't, I didn't study anything to do with what I do now. So I, I, I went and studied ancient history and throughout that period was in a band and we did a little bit of touring and stuff like that. And I kind of thought that that is what I wanted to do. I wanted to write music and play, play in a, in a band, but then I actually realised that by by the third year of university, it was getting quite tiring and decided not to pursue that. So then really actually getting into my job role now, I finished university and moved on a bit of a whim, to be honest, to Bristol. Yeah, very very cool city. Lots going on. But I didn't really know too much about it. I'm sort of a a country boy, so... I didn't really know too much about Bristol, but my my mate got me a job at the Bristol Vic Theatre, um, just in the front of house team. And again, I didn't even know when I first got a job. I, I genuinely didn't even know what a matinee was, and I was like, right. three. <laughs> um, I think I'd seen about three, four theatre productions in my life, and I just was like, I need to move out the countryside. I'm going to get a job here. And and then I guess it was a process of just knowing that I, I really wanted to try and pursue something creative, but I didn't really know what that meant. So when I kind of got into the theatre world, you know, there were lots of mates around me that would be starting theatre companies and doing research and development projects and being like, oh, you know, Joseph plays a bit of music. Can you come along and just trial some ideas and stuff and 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 really fast forwards it just kind of was all about learning on the job so my first Mm -hmm. job as a sound designer I think I really got like a couple of hundred quid and didn't even know really what the job was but just learn about designing sound and it was really bad to be honest but <laughs> um, <saying> now. <laughs> it was just all about learning on the job so yeah getting a job at Bristol Vic meeting people that were making work and then just slowly but surely finding out about these different job roles and sound designers and composers and then I guess more importantly finding my version of that job so in my head, if, if somebody, if, if a director is putting together some kind of stage production and, and they're coming to you, do they come to you or do they treat you more as a, a composer in, in line with people who are writing the, the scores and the music? Or do they see you more as a, a Foley artist or, or kind of someone who's kind of banging two coconuts together? Where, where do you kind of sit in between that, <laughs> those two levels? I'm, I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle. I think people know what you would get really from working with me by either looking at examples of stuff that I've done before or if it's sort of more in a director yeah approaches me and is like we've got this show it's about x and y we're interested in this what's your take on it then usually actually me presenting back my ideas and my influences and stuff give it quite a strong I I I often will present about that space in between composer and sound designer so I, I would probably say John that it is more about 
treating me probably as a composer but then when you're on a bit more of like the bigger jobs you then do have a whole technical side that you're just trusted I mean you're trusted to deliver it all but in terms of where your speaker's going to go what level are they going to be all of that I think you're just trusted that you will work with a technical team you know to deliver that side of things. What tools do you use to to achieve what you're what you're doing? I guess the the base of it is QLab actually, which, as far as I'm aware, any theatre show will run a, a, the sound through QLab. So you know cues that get triggered. That really is a I, I, I guess is more of the final piece in terms of audio gets put into QLab, and then I will use that. I use it in quite a creative way to develop how, you know, different layers will sit on top of each other for for building sound. In terms of when I get going, I will use a um, little recorder, not an instrument recorder. Um, It's just a little Zoom H5, it's called. It's got a couple of microphones on on the top um, and a little interface in it as well so you can track what you're recording so that is probably like my best tool in terms of going out and capturing my own sounds and I think on that why it's really useful is you can obviously capture well capture anything capture naturalistic sounds so birdsong rainfall cityscapes all of that sort of stuff you can use it to record sort of percussive things or melodic things stuff like that but I quite like using you know going out and recording stuff that has a lot of texture to it so like gravel or leaves or stuff like that so um what what um what shows or what performances have you been involved with that people may be familiar with maybe a show called destiny that was written and performed by one of the writers of the show that Kieran and I worked on at Trowbridge Town Hall I feel very fortunate that that show has been getting a lot of good I think you might have had Flo on here before that was a previous you? guest yes she was she, yeah. she came and talked about the Christmas show and she talked about Destiny yeah great well I mean I'm sure she would have said that uh, yeah been very fortunate that it's it's got a little bit of publicity and it, it it's uh, hopefully got a second life to it as well but that that toured around the UK a little bit and was on at the tobacco factory in Bristol and at Trowbridge as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that probably for your listeners, uh, they might have heard of of that one. And then in t- in terms of other shows, to be honest, kind of focused really around around the southwest. I did a show called A New Beginning at Kiln Theatre in London as well, which is a great space. So yeah, I don't really know. I, I never really know who's seen what I've done what advice would you give to somebody who's interested in recording sounds and 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 building their their skill set how would you go about doing that it feels almost slightly odd to me to answer questions like that because I I'm still learning so much and I think that's probably the crux of it that you just need to get the ball rolling and if you want to learn how to record stuff, go out and just start recording stuff. You can pick up little microphones. They're so cheap now. Or even just if you've got a decent phone, you know, they've got good mics. So do a little bit of teaching work where we just teach people to go out and record interesting sounds of their phones. So just get out and start recording stuff and like really listen, I think is a real big thing for me. You know, we live in a world where it's so fast paced and 
all of our attention spans are diminishing by the day. So actually just to go out and 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 listen to your environment and record it, I think can be really useful. Last thing I was going to say is, Joe, how, how do people get in touch with you? So my name, it, Joseph has, but Joseph, it's important to say, is spelled a little bit weirdly. So it's J-O-S. E double F. So my my um, email is all lowercase Joseph Harris Sound um, at gmail.com. Um, and then yeah, my website, if you type my name in, um, hopefully my website should ping up as well. Um, things like Instagram, I make little bits of music content and stuff on there and Twitter. So hope yeah, it should because the name is a little bit weird, it should be up there in the Google searches if you put it in we always invite a guest to pick a track so do you want to pick a song for us yeah so um the song that i wanted to pick um is called um canopsia um Mm -hmm. by um kyla painter who is a um also bristol based um composer and audio producer and um i met her about probably four years ago i used to run or head up a Bristol branch of a company called Sofar Sounds that do lots of live music events. I had a great time with them and I met um, Kyla at one of our events in a in a a church where we did an electronic night which was great Um, and she's and she's brilliant and um, we're absolutely nothing is confirmed but we're we're hoping that maybe soon we'll get to collaborate on a theater show which would be great um but she's a brilliant artist so canopsia by kyla painter is my pick
So that track, that is a beautiful track by Kyla Painter. It's called Canopsia, and that was uh, Joseph's uh, pick. And it's, it's a really nice dramatic instrumental piece, and it's got a, a wonderful video with it as well. And just watching the video, it made me think that I was watching some kind of uh, European apocalyptic drama, something like, um, um, uh, uh, what was that German one with the nuclear reactor? Is it Dark? Something like Dark or maybe Lost Revenants, something like that. Oh, Lost Revenants, that was amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bristol-based um, composer, so uh, go check her out. Okay, time for some news. So, uh, oh. news is, um, gigs have come back with a bang. Um, we have shows popping up left, right and centre. We've got a Revive Live gig on Monday the 24th of January at the Pump in Trowbridge with a band called Grandma's House and Panic Shack who are doing a co-headline tour. We played on the tracks last year. Um, they're now being supported. It's official. They're being supported by Life in Mono from Bath. That gig, despite being a Monday, John, is doing really well. I think it's sold about 25 tickets. It doesn't sound like much, but the venue only holds 70. So it's going to feel amazing already. So, yeah, we've, we, the gigs are back and people are back. Um, we're all being sensible, but at the same time, we're now beginning to live our lives again. And it's quite an exciting time. One gig I thought I'd mention, so over Christmas, a bit of sad news. Um, the, the, um, we, we lost uh, the drummer of the Wurzels. Oh, yes, that was away. sad, yes. Um, yes, Corky uh, did put a big post about it because obviously he played an awful lot with the Wurzels. They're one of those bands, they played the Cheese and Grain regularly, they played the um, uh, Level 3 in Swindon. You know, they were one of those bands that did play an awful lot in the Southwest, obviously, because they're a Southwest-based band. Yeah, so that was um, John Morgan, who, uh, who was drummer in the Wurzels. Um, the, the Wurzels are still gigging, though, so they are playing, and Corky is supporting them in Gloucester in early February. I think it's the 5th at Gloucester Guildhall. Fantastic. So, um, the music must go, the show must go on, as I say. The show must go on. It's what he would have wanted. I know it sounds like really cheesy, but, you know, no musician wants the world to stop for them when, you know, when they pass. They, you know, they want the, the, the music to... Uh, re- uh, bring people together and so yeah absolutely no doubt those will be special gigs um, for that exact reason yeah and one final thing I wanted to mention uh, was that BBC Sound of 2022 going to a Bath artist Pink Pantheress I don't know if you're familiar with her I didn't have a clue because she lives on TikTok and I'm far too old for that I know I don't know this person at all but what I do know John is that they pit she Pink Pantheress pipped our favourite Wet Leg to that post because Wet Leg were nominated yeah uh. Wet leg aren't local, though. So for the purposes of this show, we should have been supporting Pink Pantheress. Oh, Pink Pantheress. I've got her on YouTube. This is exciting, John. She's already too big for you to book, Kieran. Don't worry. Ah, yeah, oh, don't even, yeah, don't even think about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed, actually. That's so cool. We should play Pink Pantheress as our track next week. We're, we're planning a week ahead. This is unheard of in the history of sheer isolation. <laughs> we don't know who the to... guest is yet but we've got the music name <laughs> we need to um call time on that one karen we are out of time so thank you for listening everybody you can find us on sheerisolation.co.uk or email us sheerisolation at gmail.com we will be back same time next week thank you for listening to thank us you, John. thank you for joining me karen thank you everyone take care Toodle pippery to you see you later bye bye, bye. bye.